Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I'm Eric, and I'm joined by... Christian. And Sam, you were so fast. She's quick on the draw, as always. You're Johnny on I'm the ca- spot. I'm caffeinated. That's a huge change. <laughs> I wish I was caffeinated. Normally, she's got one eye kind of, like, fucking half closed. Because I'm... Like, you guys want to record so late, and I'm, so, I'm like, this is past my bedtime. I'm like I have, I have kitties to co-sleep with at nine. Record at nine thirty at night. Now, granted, I would love to record it like one in the afternoon, but that just isn't possible. That's not a thing. Not with our schedules. No. I could have come up earlier. Our show was canceled today. You asshole! I didn't know if that was absolute asshole. No, I, didn't I, didn't, know. I had shit I had to do. We had to make dinner. There was dinner that needed to be made, kitties that needed cuddles, yeah, showers see? that needed to be taken. See, yeah, see, self care that needed fun. to be done. It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all copacetic. I'm trying to find the will to survive. Yeah, Sam, I Sam's a little under the weather, but we're here. We're here doing the damn thing, and we have the ultimate of cold cases, and maybe the most well known. True crime case of all time, unless your name is Christian Whitener and you've never heard of John Benet Ramsey. I haven't. My it's, mind is fucking blown. That was the Eric didn't even say hi to me when I walked in. Christian's never heard of John Benet. I'm sorry. We've what? only been talking about it since the start of this fucking cold case season. I know. I felt like I didn't need to say anything. Did you, like, live under a fucking rock in I 1996? Did. I did. My parents sheltered the hell out of me. Eric, I was only allowed to watch fucking Animal Planet and Discovery. You didn't, you didn't see that poor, sad blonde girl on all the tabloids no, in the supermarket? Parents, I lived in a small-ass town in the mountains shielded. in Virginia, and I knew about John Benet Ramsey. My parents shielded me. They were like, no. I'm going to talk to your mom about that. Like, Did you, Christian's never heard of John Benet Ramsey until I bet you my mom's probably never tonight. Heard of, uh, you know what? If she's heard about it, then that's all you it. could fucking hear about in the 90s. Yeah, that's all my parents was, talked about. It was John Benet Ramsey and Clinton getting blown in the Oval Office. That was the 90s. It, that's yeah, it. that's fair. The, yeah. yeah. And OJ. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to throw that so in there. So OJ, John Benet. Clinton getting his dick sucked this in the one, office. This one over here's feelers are going crazy. I fucking love OJ. So two true crimes and a president getting his dick sucked. That was which is a crime in itself because eh, just all crimes. Look, That's pres- a crime. Presidents need their dick sucks too. Well, he has a wife, sort of. Can you even call her that? That's why I said sort of. I would I would say she's more it's like a fucking humunculus that kind of just looms over the fucking White House. She looms. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, huh, Hillary? 
Uh, <laughs> it didn't age well. Fucking all I can think of is that scene from Borat where it's like, no, 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 you will never get this. The presidency? Yeah. Got to be good that. So yeah, if you remember the '90s, and I know our younger listeners, or you were alive in the '90s, if you and not under a rock, and your name wasn't Christian Whitener, yeah, yeah, that Christian's one of the the cave people. I am baffled and flabbergasted. I am so sorry. I know you lived in Utah for a while. Utah. Utah. I said Utah for you a while. You definitely said Utah well, I'm, for a while. Well, I'm about six <laughs> bourbons in, so we're doing this. Um, Jesus. I know you lived in Utah for a while. Yes. Very sheltered. Very, and you guys very sheltered. believed in magical plates and underwear. Yes. But you can't tell me you didn't see a single tabloid that had, like, John Bonet on it. She was literally America's child. No. Tabloids in Germany. Well, that's part of the fucking problem. With the John Bonet cases, she was America's sweetheart. <laughs> no. No. But Shut we'll up. get more into that later. No, we're not. But anyway. yeah. But yes. I, okay, I, I'm, have just, you, I'm just in sheer shock. Have and you gotten your fill of your shock value? No. No. <laughs> no, I really haven't. I am fla- To say that I am flabbergasted, I was speechless. Like, Sam had to pick her jaw up off the floor. <laughs> I barely Wait, sat down. Tell her when I Salem was the- had to help her. <laughs> he did. Oh no! The executive producer Salem had to help her. He her did. Job on the floor. He did. He helped. He made biscuits. I mean, this is like the. <laughs> He's like here. I comfort you. I would say this is like the the ultimate in like true crime cases. There's people that have dedicated their entire lives of free time. Quite literate. Yeah. To, yeah. to trying to solve this fucking thing. There are thing. people today still working on this case. We'll get to that. John Ramsey. <clears throat> Who, yeah. So anyway. Uh, you, what is what is your, like, y'all's case that made you a true crime fanatic? Like, what, what, what did it? Realistically, I would probably say like the first case you heard of, and you were like Elizabeth oh. Smart. I, I fucking saw that coming. I, I really it wasn't because I'm from Utah, so fuck <laughs> all of you in this room. It's not because of that I'm from Utah. So I'm a serial killer fanboy. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> um, you want to know what got me into true crime, and it has nothing to do with true crime. What? Silence of the Lamps. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. You sick fuck. Silence. Of the, like Doctor Hannibal Lecter got, is what got that. me into fucking I true fucking crime. Love the hello. Because babies. I wanted to do criminal psychology. I love it. And I'm also a massive fan of like parapsychology and cryptozoology. Love that shit. So, dude, I used to get high and just watch Ancient Aliens every day. I fucking love this shit. Well, for me. This is the case. So this, this is This it. is your penultimate. This is it. I was in the pageant world when this happened. Well, that's unfortunate. So, like, I remember, like, being in the dressing room and, like, my mom and the other pageant moms talking about it and all this. It was, like, 
ground. I mean, granted, I wasn't in the sunburst circuit like she was because that was a whole fucking other beast. That is just, I can't even get into the circuit that sunburst is in. That is. You're speaking Greek to me right now. <coughs> I was in a Miss America organization affiliated circuit. Um, sunburst is like glitz and glamour and the big ass crowns and all that shit. I like mine was. So those people are getting like modeling contracts. Well, I mean, not that Miss America or anyway, those are the type of girls that end up in Balenciaga ads holding up gimp bears, right? No, I mean, mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, not that, but like, it's you, more you're like it's, you literally just it's silently more like, agreed. It's more like show ponies is sunburst. In my opinion, I, there will be people that are like, nah, no, it's not. Yes, the fuck it is. Hmm. You don't have to have community service hours. You don't have to have charity work to be in sunburst. Gotcha. So it's a, is you it just pay need, to play or like, yeah, you have, there's, it's big. It's don't get me wrong. Sunburst is big fucking money. This is money. like a world that I do not know of. Sunburst is big fucking bucks, but also so is MAO, but it's different. Like you like, well, at least back then, back when I was in pageants, I can't attest for it now. But Sunburst well, was it's a multi-million dollar operation. Yeah, Sun Sunburst it's child is pageants, and it's it does attract some sick fucking people. Yes, it does. Some what you'd say nefarious <laughs> characters. <laughs> yes, I would. And you know when we talk about like we've referenced this before in cases like Dahmer and shit like that of the less dead, which is like. Homosexual victims, black mm. victims, any minority victim, basically yeah. prostitutes. They're the less. Like to be called sex workers, accountants, <laughs> spicy accountants. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, As you should, John Bonet would be considered the most dead, <laughs> literally and figuratively, oh, yeah. because. Normally, if a serial killer was to kill a six-year-old white girl, all the heat would... They they would get all the smoke. All the fucking smoke. Absolutely. Because you can go and kill 30, 50 sex workers and... I said that for you. Thank you. Sex workers. (laughs) Spicy uh, guns. And they... No no cop would bat an eye. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. If you kill a six-year-old beauty queen. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, sweet little baby angel. Face of an angel. Just bludgeoned her with a flashlight and strangled her with a garrot. He's skipping ahead (laughs) over here. I mean, I'm just saying. For Christian, everybody else fucking knows when this happens. This is all a surprise for me, damn it. Oh, just wait. Just wait until we talk about I think BPD. this actually might be the best episode for you guys to, like, do. Oh, the shock factor that you're about to get? Yes. You're about to... You, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you walked out walked out of the room and you had to, like, Where's my, fucking calm yeah, down. You're Where's need my to fucking like, support kitty? You should have had more wine. <laughs> I, I've had a, almost a whole fucking bottle. Well, oh, drink the perfect, rest of it. Because you're going to need it for this case. So without further ado, Sam, let's get into part one of John Benet Ramsey. 
I'm going to preface this with this case makes me fucking angry. Now, we're not getting into any theories. No, no, we're not talking any theories in this one. Part one. No. We are talking straight facts. Facts, so, facts over feelings. Exactly. Well, there's going to be some feelings, Next. mainly about the Boulder Police Department. I'm going, if I wasn't sick, I'd be screaming into the fucking mic. And I warned you. Don't I do know, that. I'm not. I, well, I can't right now because I sound like I smoke 12 packs a day. So. <laughs> and Sam needs some more nickels for the slots. That is literally how I feel like I sound. So in my head, that's what I sound like. I don't know if that's what I actually you, sound you like. You don't. You're fine. But it's still fucking funny. Where are your Virginia Slims? That's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mama needs to get some more Virginia Slims. I'm out. <laughs> Eric, I'm smoking I, the last one on the way up here. I, Eric, I that need to stop doing this so well. <laughs> Eric doesn't need not even sick. Getting into the bucket for the coins. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> also, can we just talk about the fact that John Bonet's name is quite literally the most narcissistic name ever. So, like, her dad is John Bennett, and her mom's yeah, name but is it's Patricia. French. John Bonet, Patricia Ramsey. How fucking narcissistic can you be? Well, that, that self centered to name your child after you in both names. Favorite child. That is, that, yes. Anyway. I know Lady Gaga had the movie A Star Is Born, but truly John Bennett should John have Bonet. a movie called A Star Is Born, and then yes. snuffed out. Oh, fuck off, Eric. <laughs> anyway, John Bennett, Patricia Ramsey, was the daughter of two very affluent people: John Bennett Ramsey and Patricia, who liked to go by Patsy Ramsey. She was, which is incidental because. She did quite end up being a patsy later on. That Stop foreshadowing, Eric. <laughs> I'm good at it. You're ruining all of it for Christian. Is he, though? <laughs> kind of. Mm. Anyway, so she was born on August 6, 1990. She was born the same year as me? Okay. Mm, she's only like a year and That would probably be the reason why I never really... Dude, I remember so much... Like shit, I remember right. the OJ shit, Princess Diana. I remember so much shit from being a kid. I don't remember OJ, but I, I remember. I remember. Princess I fucking Diana. remember John Bonet. I remember Princess. But I also Diana. only hung out with adults. So I was in the pageant world. That's yeah. So there I've been go. a true crime junkie since '96. Mm. I can't remember. I started young, <laughs> and I really dove into it. But let's continue. She was born down in Atlanta, Georgia. She was technically the youngest of two from John and Patsy's marriage. But she's the youngest of, what, five? Yeah. Technically. So. Because John had two from a previous marriage and Patsy had one. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. John Andrew and then the his daughter who died in a car crash. And then Patsy had a son in Atlanta. So at the end of the story, John's got two dead daughters. Yes. His track record is not great. He's, I guess he's just not meant to have girls. It's just mm-hmm. not, not a good thing for him. John Bonet had an older brother named Burke. He was three years older than she was. He was nine at the time of her murder. She was this 
outgoing little southern girl who loved being the center of attention, which what little girl doesn't? By the age of six, she'd already had quite a few pageant titles under her belt. She had blonde hair that fell into bouncy little curls, a perfect smile, and the best sparkly costumes that money could buy. And trust me, the Ramseys had a lot of it. Yeah, she also was up for... (laughs) I can't even... I can't even fucking do the joke. I can't even do the joke. I'm just going to digress. I can't I can't do the joke. It's, okay. it's too bad. It's too yes. bad. I can't do it. I can't do the fucking joke. As you shouldn't. I don't even know what joke it is because there was a lot of them. I don't even know which one it is, but don't do it. Anyway. John Ramsey is this multi-millionaire businessman who founded Access Graphics which was bought out by Lockheed Martin. Which, if you don't know about Lockheed Martin... I don't. So, they are literally like lords of war. Their whole thing is they do military uh, development, weapon development. So, they basically are responsible for more deaths than you would imagine. Like, their whole game is like, let's blow shit up and sell weapons to multiple governments. So, they're like, them and Raytheon are the two big, like, weapons development companies. I've never heard of either of them. When when you're in the conspiracy circle, you kind of... You kind of hear about them quite a bit. I mean, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory, but I'm not, like... Let's Ball's just say war that. makes a lot of money, and they made oh, a lot of money during Iraq. Well, I know war makes a lot of money. War makes a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it does. Which John benefited from. Yes, he did. Her mom, Patsy, was a former Miss West Virginia title holder in 1977, <clears throat> and John Bonet's aunt won the Miss West Virginia crown two years later in 1979. So she is just born and bred for pageantry. She was destined for it. Yeah. She she didn't have an option. Really, her childhood was already planned for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She never had a chance to really be a kid. I mean, I, ha- I, mean, I was in pageants, and I can't say that I wasn't able to be a kid, though. At that level, I'm assuming it's... A lot of work. A lot of fucking work. Especially at the level she was operating at. And this is just me being an idiot. An an ape about it. Because I have no fucking clue about that world. But if I'm looking at it from the outside in. Think about how much work we put into doing this. Oh, yeah. And there's no money on the line. No. No. There's no modeling contracts or careers on the line here. We're just literally fucking around once a week. And it's a shit ton of fucking work. Um, I would imagine if the pageant world has you, you have to practice your routine every fucking night. Mm-hmm. You really kind of start getting robbed of your childhood, especially when you're getting the publicity she's fucking getting. Oh, I mean, well... Yeah, but, I mean, I was also on the cover of my pageant circus magazine in 1998. 
So. Not going to make that joke. I was a front runner in my pageant circuit also. I bet you were a front runner in a lot of dudes circuits that bought that magazine too. Probably. I don't know. A lot of weird fucking dudes bought that magazine. A lot of weird. Well, no, it wasn't like available to the public. It was within the circuit, which not to say that there's not creepy dudes in the circuit either, but. I really like the way that leotard fits you. It was a headshot from my shoulders up. And I am fucking adorable. I still have it somewhere. You should uh, you should send that to me if you ever find it. I will. I'll post it. You know, go I'm find fucking it. Adorable. And I'll post it on the fucking Creeps and the Crypt Instagram if you find As it. As you should. My face deserves to be on there because I'm fucking adorable in that photo. Aww. There you go. I, I, it's so cute. But yeah, like, I don't remember, like, I don't think I had any less of a childhood from being in pageants. Then that's awesome. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about Sunburst. I know that like I said, was I'm speaking with no fucking prior knowledge or it like And six bourbons deep. That too. But I mean like I was Way to fucking <laughs> blow up my spot, dude. You did it earlier. Yeah, you already yeah. did it. It's okay for me to judge me. She's your wife, she's allowed to too. Only God can judge me. No, I can't too. Up. Yeah. Only God and Jack Daniels can judge me. Shut you don't up. even drink Jack Daniels. So. No, I don't. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm drinking Henry McKenna right now because I'm a cheap bitch. Okay. You're getting us off topic. Okay. John and Patsy doted on John Bonet in every way possible. Their home, which was four stories, had a fucking wine cellar. That That's how you know you made it. Like... I'm taught like this home is fucking massive. Like if, if I had a wine cellar, if we made enough money for me to have a wine cellar, that bitch would be empty every night because <laughs> Christian would drink it all. But I mean, this house is just, just like, it's like, fuck you big. Well, when you got Lockheed Martin money, you have fuck you money. Yeah. I remember like the first time I saw pictures of it. I was like, good fucking Lord. Um, their home was fully equipped to give everything John Bonet would need to live a life of luxury. On December 23rd, 1996, the Ramseys hosted a Christmas party at their humble abode. They went as far as hiring journalist Bill McReynolds to play Santa Claus. You know you got money when you're hiring hiring journalists to play Santa Claus. Yes, and he also took a very special liking to John Penny. Normally, the mall just finds a homeless guy out back with a big white beard. I fucking hope they don't. I used to go see Mall Santa every year in my childhood. If you guys could see the look on Sam's face right now when I said that, it was just like dread. Get away from me. Dude, just stinking like a (laughs) six-day wino. I don't remember them ever stinking. I've sat on many men's lap that has stunk like a six-day wino. I know you have. It didn't bother me. I was like... You want to try that again later? Sure. Where's your candy cane? Don't... Do I get a free candy cane? You do get a free candy cane. Yeah, I'm a good girl. 
It's like, stop it. On the morning of December 26th. <laughs> <laughs> On the morning of December 26th. 1996, around 2 a.m., the Ramsey's neighbor woke up to a sharp, loud, childlike scream that was abruptly cut short, and she decides to just lay back down and go back to sleep. Like, I mean, eh, it's nothing. Oh, it's just the death rattle of a six-year-old. I mean, no big deal. You know, I, I'm not going to lose this sleep. It's Christmas. At 5.30, Patsy wakes up to... Prepare the family to catch a private flight to their vacation home, which is might be equally as big as their Colorado home um, in Michigan, where John is originally from. At 5.52 a.m., Patsy called the Boulder PD after she found a three-page ransom note demanding that the Ramseys pay $118,000 to these kidnappers or they would kill John Bonet. And we'll get into the ransom note um, in a little bit or the next episode. I'm not sure. We can get into it probably. This one or this next one? one? We can do it. We can get into it this one. Okay. Soon after that call was placed, friends and family were also phoned. Well, so she called 911, right? Uh-huh. So let's let's play the 911 tape because if you could be oh so kind. She found the ransom note and then 7 minutes later called the police, which might sound like a good amount of time, but I'm going to give her that one cuz you're freaking the fuck out at that time. And you have four stories yeah, to go she's through. She's checking the fucking house. Yeah. As she should. It could have. It could have been, you know, just like a prank. But who knows? You got to check the house. A three-page ransom note. So let's listen to the the ransom or the nine one one call. So this is placed at five twenty two a.m. Like, to be in her situation, like, I couldn't even really imagine, like, the the panic and fear she was going through. Mm-mm. And it seems genuine. 
Like, I know the theories and shit, which we'll, we'll get, get into next episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that phone call was genuine. You can hear the fucking terror in her voice. The panic, the fear, the just pain. It, it's pain. It's painful to listen to. It is. And, you know, we're going to make some jokes and try to make light and not, you know, make this not so heavy. We kind of learned our lesson with the Oklahoma Girl Scout episode um, about just <laughs> being so fucking heavy with it. But th- this is this is a very horrific case. It really is. Yeah, it, it's fucking rough in every way possible. To say that it was chaos once the Boulder PD got to the Ramsey's home is quite literally the understatement of the fucking century. So the Boulder PD might go down in history as the worst fucking cops. At least in 1996, a lot of them. And there's a lot of issues to why it went down this way. All the fucking good cops were on on leave. It was Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they had the rookies draw the short straws. Yep. John Eller was the lead investigator who had never headed an investigation, much less a homicide. Well, most of this was beat cops that showed up. Yeah. So it was like people never fucking experienced like what to do in this type of situation, which is unfortunate because... They're police. They should know how to secure a fucking crime scene, which we'll find out that they don't. Yeah, there were crucial investigative errors made during the initial hours of this investigation. It it makes me so in like the, I scream internally thinking about this the early hours, minutes, whatever of this investigation. And I could fall down this rabbit hole for days, but I won't do that to y'all. So anyway, Boulder BD gets to the home. They notice that there's no signs of forced entry, like upon initial inspection. Um, on top of the Boulder PD on the scene, friends and family start showing up. Because remember, right after they made the 911 call, they they called they, their friends and family. They called their friends mm-hmm. to come down and help look. So, police taped off John Bonet's room, but nowhere else in the fucking house. So, people were just walking all over God's creation in that house, and one of Patsy's friends was cleaning the fucking kitchen. Uh, hold on. So it wasn't just Patsy's friends doing it. The Boulder PD called a victim's advocacy group to come to the fucking house and help counsel the Ramses through the fucking like through this. So they just trample God knows how many fucking people in the oh, house. Dozens easily. So you have the friends. Um, and I don't know if you have their names. No, I didn't. I didn't go into like name dropping. But so you have like four four of the Ramsey's friends show up. 
I know John White's, John White's one of them. John, yep. So the Whites are one one couple, and there was another couple. Then you had the Boulder PD call this victim advocacy group to trample through the fucking crime scene. Yeah. And then they all start, like, sitting in the kitchen. uh, They're all making coffee and shit. They're all touching the fucking ransom note. Oh, what is this? Oh, my God. It's fucking amateur hour. It quite literally, literally is amateur was. hour. It was fucking But, like, amateur. use your fucking brain. Are you kidding me? You don't think, like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't touch that. Like, <laughs> I feel like these cops just literally got out of fucking basic training. If they even went through basic training, because I don't, I'm not really convinced that they did. I just want to know what the badge on. I was like, oh, there you go, son. Have fun. I just came in for the free donuts this morning. I didn't realize that I'd have to investigate anything. Police shared evidence that they found with the Ramses as they were finding it. Oh, but we found this and that and that. And they even put off questioning John and Patsy right away. And they, when they did get to questioning John and Patsy, they weren't separated and spoken to privately. They were inter or not interrogated, but questioned together. Are you fucking stupid? Well, that don't answer that. I know. I mean, like they mismanaged <laughs> this in such a way, putting it lightly, that it it it's just. All I can do is sigh. Like any anybody who they should have watched more Columbo. That's all I'm saying. They they should have watched more like Law and Order or or something. Maybe you know picked up on anything. Fucking, I don't even care. I don't care. Just fucking do your job. It, it's just baffling. This, this whole investigation is baffling, and it's only going to get worse next week. Yeah, they John and Patsy. Both gave inconsistent stories to police when they were questioned separately. Finally. Well, they hated each other. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have issues with how Patsy conducted herself in the interviews following her daughter's murder. She says, quote, I loved that child. Now, I'm a mom. And I do refer to Adeline Grace as the child. Only in humor. And when she's being sassy. Um, but I don't understand. Like, I loved that child. Did your love stop when she died? No. Are you like uh, that? Well, not just unless struck you're Casey as- Anthony. Fuck that bitch. Oh, she uh, has a new documentary out. I am so torn on watching it. I We'll I- get to that at a later date. Anyway, that's a new one. I just don't that that line specifically like I loved that child. I it just that like puts my little feelers up. I don't know if it does for anybody else, but it makes me go like you loved her. I feel like I feel like past tense is weird, right? There's a lot. There's a lot of weird. Well, yes, past tense. Well, yeah, but like, does that not? As a mom, does that not strike you as weird? Yeah, I would never call my kid a child. I mean, I I say the the child, but but like in humor. Yeah, mine. I I have. I I would be distraught. You wouldn't be able to interview me. No, it's giving Darlie Rowdier. 
She was so quick to get interviewed. I would I would be inconsolable. Uh, I'm not sure at, at that what point, point it's like. Well, they had a they had a full full fucking day, and I don't want to spoil any more than I already have, like with foreshadowing. But that there's a lot of weird shit. A lot yeah. of weird shit. Yeah. Um, uh, police interviewed Ram the Ramsey's housekeeper Linda Hoffman Pugh. And she painted a very dark picture of Burke Ramsey, allegedly. Not trying to get sued by Burke Ramsey. She said that he had previously hit John Binet over the head with a golf club during a golf game and gave her a, a nasty scar on her head. And whenever he was angry with John Binet, he would smear his own feces in her room. I mean, look. What a shit show. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Who hasn't been so pissed off with their sibling? They haven't done some terrible things. I've never. It's my shit. job as the oldest to make my younger siblings life hell when we were kids. And I never did that. I mean, look, there Eric was one time. Hold on. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. So our editor, my brother, Jeff. Uh, Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, much love. But when we were kids, he was coming of age to where he was allowed to sit in the front seat. And the front seat was always my seat when my dad wasn't in the car. So I took it as a personal affront to me. And we went to McDonald's. And Jeff. Is this the right recreation of the San Ysidro massacre? I don't know. Maybe the sweet and sour massacre. Oh, fucking A. But. Jeff, we went to McDonald's and Jeff at, got, he always gets chicken McNuggets because he's a toddler and has no sense of like palate. I fucking love chicken nuggets. They're great. They're great when you're drunk at three in the morning, but he's like, can you hand me my sweet and sour sauce? And I was just like, this motherfucker sat in my front seat, wanting me to hand him his sweet and sour sauce. Okay. I'll hand it to you, motherfucker. And I smashed it in his hair. Over the top. Kobe just fucking. Hey. And then just fucking mashed it in there. What is mom That's driving? not the same as smearing your. Digging in your own ass. I don't know. And he, smearing your feces had, in I your mean, little sister's bedroom. It might not bedroom. be the same. But he did have to wash that sweet and sour sauce out of his fucking hair. Well, and then, yes. then he had to walk around with sweet and sour sauce. But Burke didn't have to clean up his own shit. It was Linda who had to do it. That may be true. So he gets no repercussions because someone else literally cleans up his shit. I mean, look, I know we're talking apples and oranges here or shit and sweet and sour sauce, whichever analogy you want. All I'm saying is, I get it. I mean, yes, the older siblings, older sibling always torments the younger ones. I understand that being the oldest. I fully understand that. And look, maybe I didn't go scorched earth, earth enough. Maybe I should have smeared shit in Jeff's hair. I don't know. I'm a go with no, you should not have. And maybe I'm, I should have really drove the point home. But all I know is I sit in the front seat from there on out. You established dominance. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. 
Anyway, the Ramses never got the opportunity to pay the ransom, though. Uh, about seven hours after the note was discovered, around 1 p.m., the one of the detectives told John Ramsey and one of the family friends, John White, to go around the house and see if anything was missing, broken, moved around, etc. Yeah, she, this was a beat cop, and she told John Ramsey that maybe because he looked really just distraught and on edge and shit, which yeah. he should be. He and she's like, well, I, you know, I wanted to give him something to do, so. He got a whole second chance to sweep the house for fucking any evidence. Which the fact that he, well, I'll talk, I'll talk pin in, I'm putting a pin in that. But what I'm saying is like, why a cop would tell a potential suspect. Yes. Potential. Cause I you don't. You always look at the family first. Always. Family you, and spouse. Yeah. That house should have been locked down tighter than Dick's fucking hat band. And it wasn't. Uh, that's the, right. that's the fucking problem. The Ramsey should have been told to leave the house yeah and or have them confined in this in an already cleared room now do you have the part about uh because i haven't read these notes prior to this do you have the part about john making that weird phone call to his pilot no i forgot to put that in there okay i fell so, down so many rabbit holes i forgot where i go i forgot where i left off at. all right so at some point during this time john ramsey makes a phone call to his pilot to get the plane ready, they're flying to Atlanta. Yes, 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 yes. So, which was really fucking weird. Like, the... That he would think to do that in the midst of... Well, why go to Atlanta? Like, does he know who the kidnappers are? Do Does he have, like, a score to settle? Like, what, what the fuck's going on? Because he seems to fucking, like... No, he's going to Atlanta, which I think the older brother was on his way to Boulder. So why would he go to Atlanta? John Andrew? Yeah. I don't know. The first place they go. So, okay. When you think of searching for something, you search it top to bottom. Correct? That's the well, phrase. She, the, I searched it top to bottom. told him, the female officer told him to search top to bottom. Right. So why would he go to the cellar first? Because he's not going to let a woman tell him what to do. He's going to start at the bottom. and Shut the fuck up. Started from the bottom. Now he's here. Well, he didn't go far. So that that just strikes me as weird that he uh, like you should be an autopilot. You shouldn't be able to form your own thoughts. All right. You want to know what I think it really is? Is is a man. Start from the bottom because you're on the ground floor probably already. So I have less like if there's something in the basement, <laughs> which they didn't really Lazy investigate. Fucks. They're like, yeah, oh, I have less places to go. Yeah, that I'm does like, not well, qualify as work I'm smart or start, not harder. I'm going to start in the basement and mill around for a little bit and like fuck off and not do anything. That, you get a leaf blow the fucking wine cellar. Yeah, well. What's weird about that, though, is the cops never really checked the fucking basement. The cops no. looked at all four stories of the house, except for the basement. They don't count the basement as a story? No. The basement's the basement. I thought that counted as a level to the house. 
It maybe. I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but when I think of a four story home, I think of four stories and Above the, the basement ground. is sub level. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was just, I was but assuming what I'm assuming I never had is a basement, so I have. what I know is the cops never really looked down there. They they went down there and flashed flashlight and fucking fucked off. Yeah. So he goes down to the wine cellar and just looking for any kind of clue when he walks in and sees John Bonet's body underneath a white sheet. And instead of letting the fucking pol- just alerting the police that you have found her, he fucking picks her up and takes off the fucking duct tape from her mouth and brings her upstairs. Are you fucking kidding me? She was behind a closed door the entire fucking time. I'm getting to that part. Okay. So there was duct tape over her mouth that fucking John Ramsey took off. Mm Mm-hmm. And she... That has DNAs all fucking over it. Fucking A. Uh, Her wrists were tied with a white cord that also wrapped around her neck. Um, what's weird about when John Ramsey found John Benet's body, um, was when John White, I mean, he had John White down there with him. He said that John was screaming he found her before he turned the light on in the wine cellar. How do you look at a white sheet and know that that is the dead body of your child. How the fuck do you know that? How do you know that? You don't. Uh, I uh, mean, it's it's body size, maybe, depending I, on the... I think it comes down to parents' intuition. But I don't look... I mean, I'm also kind of the kind of person that looks at the black trash bags on the side of the road and be like, hmm, maybe there's a body in there. I th- I think they knew good and well. She was dead. I think that they knew that she was still in the fucking house. Which we'll definitely get into. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I just, I I don't understand how you can walk in. Like, the wine cellar has no fucking windows. None at all. No light source. The light was off in the wine cellar. So how, I, don't, I just don't understand how you can... Just, oh my God, I found her. Turn the lights on, uncover her. I don't, that, that raises a red flag in my brain. I don't know. I could, I'm going to say it's probably parents' intuition at that point because when you, when you know, you know. Like if you see a white sheet, on the floor that's not normally supposed to be there. It's like. I wouldn't automatically assume because my brain is she's been taken out of the house. I, I think it's just like, fuck, I found her. I don't know. I, to but me, that's a red flag. what's crazy is John had already pulled the money for the ransom. It was exactly his Christmas bonus because his company Get hit a. into that. Oh, my God. Okay, Sam. She's not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So. uh, (coughs) Sorry. 
I'm just dying over here. <laughs> JonBenet had a fractured skull. She'd been um, sexually assaulted, not with a private part. Um, she was not raped in a sense that you would think of when you describe a rape. Yes. She may have been diddled. We don't quite know. She was strangled with a garret. Garrot. 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 Made from one of Patsy's paintbrushes. And according to the coroner's report, John Bonet's official COD was asphyxia by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. Which she was hit over the head and then choked, strangled with the garret. Garrot. I've been saying garret in my brain. It's so garrot. Now, now. It's basically like a garrot is <laughs> an old spy tool. Yeah. That would normally when you use a garrot, it you use it with like piano wire, uh-huh. so you can sever the fucking head uh-huh. when you pull back on it. Um. But in this case, it was a makeshift using paintbrush and cord. Yeah, paintbrush like and nylon like a, cord. Yeah, white like nylon, that. like basically almost like a what's in a pair of gym shorts. Yeah, like a drawstring. Yep. Her death was obviously classified as a homicide. Well, no shit, she didn't and, do it to herself. Well, yes. Thankfully, there was uh, no actual semen found in or on her body, but there was. Touch DNA found in her long johns that we will in a hair that we will get into later. Next episode. Put a pin in that. Um, the coroner also found what appeared to be undigested pineapple bits in her stomach, and there just so happened to be a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen that had Burke's fingerprints on it. John and Patsy said that they don't recall giving John Bonet any pineapple before she went to bed. And unfortunately, you can't exactly timestamp fingerprints. The Ramses claimed that Burke was in his room all night and there was no evidence to say otherwise. Yeah, he was poo painting all night long. Yeah, okay. He's like, I'm doing a doo doo snowman. It's Christmas. He just takes you a turn and just. Build a snowman? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Did South Park come out yet at that time? I can't remember. I have no Wait, idea. is he just like taking the turd and just like yeah, sticking just it stamping down? it? Like he, he like just takes like, a turd and just. I don't. I'm he's not like, gonna. I got three turds. They're all different sizes. They'll make a perfect snowman. How does he make the carrots like hair nose? I don't want to know. Ew. Oh. Are we ready to get into the ransom note? <laughs> We're going to circle back. We're pulling the Jens hockey. We're circling. Oh, God. We've circled back to the ransom note. All right. So. Do we want to do that this episode or next one? I'm just going to leave everybody in anticipation. Yeah. You know what? We'll start next week. Good. Because I wasn't really done analyzing it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yay. So that is John Benet Ramsey part one. Mm -hmm. Um, Holy shit. There's just so much. There, I've gotten all my anger out. There's there's so much to this case. Have you? I don't Probably know. Not. No. Probably not. I'm going to go ahead and say that when you it's come back. Fine. It's fine. And we glossed over a couple things. Like 
involving the police and their. I feel like that Sam's going to come back being and the inept. slots aren't working and Apple Teenies are off on Freeport. <laughs> like this. That's be ready to roll. Yeah, she's going to be ready to roll. Well, next week we're going to get into the ransom note. <laughs> yes. We're going to get into the theories that are out yes. there. I, there's still some more uh, information after the ransom note of like developments and other things that have happened. So like, we're not like done, done. No. And what's crazy is this case was just in the fucking news. Mm -hmm. Not even a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have all the tea. Oh, Sam's got all the tea. So be ready for that next episode. Uh, Christian, without further ado. If you guys would not like, to be like me and not know what's going on in the true crime world make sure you guys are subscribed um first and foremost we love you guys so 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 much and we appreciate you the last like month was crazy november was awesome so we really really appreciate those downloads make sure you guys have us on your auto downloads um make sure you guys are following us on instagram facebook the socials comment we actually really appreciate those comments, and actually, they the interaction is fun. It's good. We feel like we're in our safe enclosure, and we're having our enrichment time. Make sure you leave a <laughs> review, too. So, if you're on you Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, even. Spotify, if you listen to the show, you can leave a uh, review. We love five-star reviews. That That is very nice. We only accept those. Uh, I do appreciate five-star <laughs> reviews. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can even say a nice little thing about us. We appreciate this, too. And we will give you a shout-out at the start of the episodes. As long They're, as it's nice. Even if it's not nice, I'll read them. I don't give a Fuck shit. Them. Fuck them. I mean, we'll read your five stars and not your comments. We know we suck sometimes. We uh, I'm suck. sure I'll get some comments about this. So, <clears throat> yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. I'll read it on the show. We have a ton of shit plan for next year it's gonna be out of this world so guys thank you so much for listening um stay tuned for next week we will be going on a short break uh for oh the are you week. doing crib keeping yeah i'm doing a little crib keeping at the end of the episode i didn't want to like do it at the front because i knew we were going to talk a lot so we are going on a short break um after next week's episode we'll be back in two weeks uh, the first week of January. So be tuned in for that. We're going to have some Mary and Fright time. Well, we got one more cold case to do in January. And then it's back to your regularly scheduled spooky programming. Ooh. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you what we're doing for after that last cold case. We're covering Amityville. Oh, I thought you were going to tell them what the other cold case was. No, I was no, like, no, wait, no. what? I'm keeping that one in the dark. I'm so excited. It's it's <laughs> like, it's the one Sam really wanted to do. It. And it's the 10 year anniversary of it. So. This was the first case that I'd ever seen unredacted, unblurred crime scene photos of. And I can never unsee them. That's crazy because I saw unblurred crime scene photos of a lot of shit back on like Ogreish and. Rotten.com. Okay, well, I didn't live in that time. Yeah, you did. I wasn't, like, I didn't... I missed you just that weren't a sicko. You just weren't a sicko. I hadn't unleashed that part of me yet. Yeah, no. so... Alright, guys. Uh, 
Thank you again, and we will see you next week. Stay creepy. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.